Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. Let us know if there's a particular guest or topic that you want us to have covered on the podcast. We'll make sure and get that done. We're always checking YouTube comments and always love to get your guys' feedback. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with Shane from BD Diesel, and we're going to be talking about Duramax parts and specifically suspension. And BD's got a complete lineup of some really cool products that solve issues, whether you got an LV7 or an LML, anything in between, that uh, help you keep your truck running on the road and can really save you some money you know, long term. So I'm really looking forward to being able to chat with him today, learn more about Duramax suspension issues that the trucks can have and then solutions that they have for it. Before we get to it though, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Kershaw Knives. It has a discount code just for you guys. So if you're in the market for a knife for EDC or hunting, fishing, something around the house or just to throw in a toolbox or a glove box, they've got you covered. Use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Get 20% off site-wide. So it's a code just exclusive to Diesel Podcast listeners. Great way to save some money. And they've got something for really any budget that's out there. Or if you have a, a specific need, like a hunting knife, or maybe you're an enthusiast and like a particular type of blade steel um, or handle material, um, they've got a bunch of new products that just rolled out this year. So definitely make sure and take advantage of it if you're in the market. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Shane from BD Diesel. I'm talking about Duramax suspension problems and fixes. Shane, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I really enjoyed our episode we did uh, last talking about PD products and kind of our history and enthusiasm for motorsports. And I remember you said you were a GM guy, and uh, I wanted to do an episode for our GM listeners out there about suspension stuff. So I'm excited to chat with you today. I know I'll definitely learn a lot and ask you some questions about some really cool products you guys have. Yeah, well, it's great to be back, Patrick. Super excited. And uh, yeah, the uh, around our end of town here in Canada, Western Canada, the GM guys don't get nearly enough love. They're, uh, <laughs> they're locally here, lots and lots and lots of Dodge stuff, so which is good. I like Dodge trucks, but yeah, General Motors products is near and dear to my heart for certain. Well, I, I wanted to kind of start at the, the, I guess, really the beginning of it. And I think a lot of enthusiasts or, or somebody who maybe just picked up a truck or They've had one for a while. Um, you know, we kind of hear things about tie rod ends being an issue, but I know there's a lot more that goes into it. So I wanted to ask you, what are the weak points in the factory IFS setup, you know, going back to the LB7 to, you know, LML stuff that as a Duramax owner, I should be aware of and think about if I own one of these trucks? Yeah, well, for sure. The one thing I guess to think about is, like you said, the General Motors stuff being independent front suspension, uh, being different than the other, the other, uh, HD trucks with the solid front axle uh, and how the steering now needs to be a little bit more complex to be able to manage uh, the independent movement of the wheels. 
and the A-arm. So what General Motors did, uh, which is pretty common uh, for pickup truck stuff in, uh, in that style where you have like a parallel link steering system where you have one link that runs uh, essentially in front of the engine across the truck and it sits hanging from the pitman and the idler arm. And then when you steer the pitman, this thing, this whole bar shuffles left and right, much like uh, if you had like a, you know, two by four go-kart you made as a kid and you made a little slider bar, same idea. Now at the ends of the, that center link now is the tie rods, the inner and outer that reach out to the, uh, to the knuckle to steer. And so the tie rods can go up and down with all the bumps and the center link now stays stationary. And so you see a lot of trucks and uh, not even modified, just stock trucks with some mileage on them. All these, every joint, everywhere these bars connect together, the end the inner tie rods at the end of the center link, the outer tie rods at the knuckle, you know, all these joints all get a little bit of play in them, even on the pitman and the idler arm now have to have swivel ability, right? So that's a swivel ability, if that's a technical phrase. <laughs> and, uh, and so you get a little bit of play everywhere, right? So even if you had, you know, let's say like a 30 seconds of an inch at every joint, I mean, we're talking about a serious amount of movement already. So that's sort of like the original, the, the first place you're going to start to see like a failure mode on a truck, let's say a totally stock is just drive it on pavement, tow the occasional trailer, steering starts to get a bit like sloppy. That's usually the culprit. And anybody that's owned a GM HD series trucks knows all about the, all the ball joints, the idler, the pitman, the tie rods, especially the inners, the GM trucks. For some reason, the inner just always seems to want to get loose super fast. So you'll end up with a ton of play and steering challenges there for sure. Well, and then I think as well with the amount of customization, like one of the first things nearly every truck owner does, it's wheels, tires, lift or level, something like that. I imagine that can also put more strain on the OEM components as well. Oh, for sure. So when we were doing a little bit of development on GM stuff, I created a solid uh, SolidWorks file or a 3D CAD file of the steering geometry. And then I was able to create some load scenarios. And as soon as you level the truck and you drop those tie rods downward further, because the knuckle now is lower with respect to the chassis, you there's that the force now is coming more upward angle than inward, right? Let's say the fact tie rods are here-ish and they're pointing, pushing inward as you're driving against the, the bar. Now you level the truck, they're quite pushing upward. And it actually multiplies that force a great deal on that center bar, uh, which now you put this extra load on the joints that was never designed to be seen, right? Unless you were in like a accident or something, right? And when I, I've seen a lot of videos and I, I'd say it's mostly at the drag strip where somebody does a four wheel drive launch, tie rod snap, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, the pigeon toe. You know, you, know, you see that, but when people will start to experience where you'd mentioned, you know, the steering's a little bit sloppy, but what other things would, uh, would you notice as an owner of one of these trucks if you're starting to get wear or, or things are starting to get, uh, you know, a little bit worn? Is it going to be <clears throat> how the tires wear? Is it going to be, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of different things, but I'm thinking, what would somebody look out for and say, hey, I need to address, you know, my the the suspension components on my Duramax? Yeah, beyond the usual ball joint wear symptoms of the poor tire wear and the feathering and stuff, uh, something that a lot of uh, owners will notice, especially on like a big tire with a leveling kit and a little bit of horsepower. Um, you'll notice on a hard four wheel drive sort of acceleration, you'll get a bit of an oscillation, like a, a bit of wheel hop. And what's happening there is the wheels now, they're not being held rigid on the front and they're 
trying to pivot inward, right? They're trying to drive forward and they end up flexing the tie rod slightly and then they bend in and pop out, bend in, pop out, bend in, pop out. And they do this very rapidly. Some guys have actually posted some really nice YouTube footage, the GoPro under their truck, and you can see the tie rods flexing, right? Part of that, you know, some people will say like, oh, the tie rod's way too tiny for the truck. The way if you look at it, the tie rod is sort of designed to be a bit of a failure point, a little bit on purpose. And this is common for uh, most road vehicles. If you were driving down the road, you know, down the highway in a truck or a car, any vehicle for that matter, and you smash a giant pothole in the wintertime or something, if that tie rod broke, that would be really bad news, right? You would have no more control of that wheel. It would just be flying off into whatever direction. So the tie rods are designed to bend before they break, a little bit on purpose. And so you'll see that on cars, the tie rod will bend. And at least now you've banged something really hard. You bent the tie rod and now, okay, steering is really crappy, but you know, we can steer the vehicle it's scrubbing really bad. The problem is now you level this truck, you put a big a bit of power on it. And now you're starting to get into that force zone that you'd expect to see. You wouldn't expect to see uh, in stock geometry. And then and you'll, like you said, you get on the drag strip, big power, you get some good traction and uh, the tire rods just bend. Whoa! And then you're stuck pigeon toe. Well, you had mentioned, you know, working and designing, um, you know, the, these things. And I wanted to ask you about that side of it. So when you guys were looking at offering solutions for Duramax owners, what all went into it? What, what kind of things did you guys focus on with tie rods and center links and, and, and a whole kit that you guys have, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but I'm really curious about the design part of it and some of the things you guys really focused on as far as offering a, an aftermarket solution that, uh, you know, whether you have a truck that, you know, maybe it does make, you know, 600 horse, 700 horse, something like that, or maybe it's just stock with a tuner and the guy tows with it, but he's got some miles on it. I, I think these products apply to a wide range of Duramax owners. Yeah, for sure. Like one of the things that I looked at originally was what are the challenges with the steering that's in those trucks? Uh, and, and primarily some of the things are the tie rod angle, right? And then the center link on those trucks, if you've ever looked underneath, actually have a bit of like a mustache shape, if you will. They're not straight. They get past the joints and then they like curve back. And what that's doing is the steering actually has to clear all the front drive axle and the differential areas. So it actually reaches back a little bit. Now the problem with that is, as the tie rods push on that link, it actually now, now wants to twist. Now the link wants to roll under load. And as you steer it, and you'll see like really worn out center links on a GM, if you get under the parking lot and get your buddy to turn the steering wheel, you'll see that center link roll as it sort of it's under the load. And so one of the things we looked at was possibly making a straight center link. And some, some uh, different manufacturers on the market do that. Uh, one of the challenges with that is it, it ruins the steering geometry where the tie rods go and it makes low speed parking lot steering suffer. Um, so we made the design choice to stick with the pulled back center link, but just make it stronger because ultimately if you were going to go, you know, sled pulling regularly or drag racing, yeah, maybe you'd want to sacrifice, you know, low speed drivability for ultimate strength. But daily driving, uh, having experience driving around in a truck with a center link like that, it is sort of miserable. Um, so we really focused on what can we do to upgrade things while still maintaining factory geometry. So that was one of the big ones for us. So that's where that stronger center link came in. Uh, and then the other thing we wanted to do is make sure that all the components were compatible 
with OEM parts. So if you took all the pieces out of our kit, tie rods, the center link, all those items could be mixed and matched with just regular aftermarket or OEM comparable parts. Because um, we didn't want everything to become so proprietary that you had to buy all these pieces together in the only way. Because uh, I thought it would be really unfortunate for a, a person that had invested some money in, in an upgrade system like, like we sell. And then, you know, a hundred, whatever, 50,000 kilometers down the road, whatever, kilometers in Canada speak. Um, you know, he's on a family trip in the tie rod, whatever, blew a grease boot and didn't know and it wore out or whatever. And, uh, and now he's totally hooped. He's got to get the replacement. Well, in this case, no big deal. You just get your local parts store and slam a tie rod in. That's so really... that was kind of like some of the stuff we were after. We, we wanted the geometry to work. We wanted it to be better than factory, but we also wanted it to still be compatible with all the other OEM parts. Well, that was, I did own a Duramax and, and it's kind of an interesting story as I did like the go fast stuff on a Dodge and that was cool for a while. But then I just wanted something that was really comfortable to drive. Um, something that was nice, maybe had some features at that particular time. Um, you know, I'd say it was more common in the, the GM lineup than the Ram lineup. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I appreciated the steering and, and the ride and the comfort of it. And so when I think of, okay, <clears throat> would I want something, yeah, that, that low speed kind of turning comfort and the ride quality. And then I would think to myself, okay, what if a hundred thousand miles from now, something happens, <clears throat> is it going to be hard for me to get this replacement part or is it something, you know, locally I would be able to get. So I really like that aspect to it where you guys thought of a lot and thought of, I think the long-term ownership, which people are keeping their trucks for a long time. Um, yeah. Just being able to, you know, keep it and be able to service it. If, you know, if somebody needs to with, uh, you know, other suspension components. Yeah, it was a fun project and I uh, really was really excited about the, uh, about the uh, the product launch and the stuff we had there. And like you said, like driving a GM every day, you know, I'll go test test out a Dodge truck product we're working on or a Ford or something. And at the end of the day, I get my GM and pull it out of the parking lot, which is a little bit rough. I'm always <laughs> reminded of how smooth it steers through there. You know, you're not jockeying all over. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really, another part of it that's really interesting to me is when I think of BD diesel, I think of transmissions and turbos and, you know, fueling and a lot of different things. Where did the idea kind of start to look at suspension components? Because um, I, I know there's a need for it, um, but I was really curious how that uh, idea came to be when you guys were chatting about products and, and things to design and build. I think our big thing here at BD has always been trying to develop solutions for people with, with heavy duty diesel pickup trucks, right? Um, which often ends up being automatic transmissions and turbochargers and such, right? Of course, but also includes some steering stuff. And for years, we've done the steering box stabilizer for the uh, Dodge Ram, which is uh, a big part of our product offering. And so that's where the GM steering stuff sort of followed up. There was another need for, uh, there's an opportunity and a need for some sort of repair or upgrade parts for, for the Chevy and the steering department. And we felt based on our experience with the, steering box stabilizer in the Dodge, like we could maybe do something similar for the General Motors guys. And is there, as far as the, the compatibility of the parts in the kit, what year ranges does it cover? When when when, it, when is the separation between, um, you know, one year and, and another one if somebody jumps on the site and is, is looking for, for these upgrades? 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, so we have the package, which includes the tie rods, the center link, and uh, sway bar end links. Uh, and that package is for 01 to 10, which will be up to uh, the end of LMM model year, right? Uh, and then we have tie rods alone for the LML, the 2011 and up, um, due to the change of the center link design on those ones. So the center link isn't compatible through there. And we have a different, and the tie rods are a different, so we have a different part number on those ones as well. But yeah, 01 to 10 is our full package. And then we do have tie rods for the newer model LMLs. As far as the install, um, I know from chatting with you guys before about turbo kits and other things, you guys really focus in on the, I'd say the, the ease of install, the information, the instructions, not just for, you know, shops, but also the end user. Um, you know, what kind of install time would somebody be looking at, say a shop owner that's listening and somebody hears a podcast says, Hey, I, I want this on my, my, you know, LBZ or LMM or, um, LB seven. Um, for the whole kit, what kind of time frame you know would they be looking at to to install the whole thing? Oh, I'd have to double check, but I would say it's so hard because those trucks, if you've ever tried to take apart uh, the pitman, get the pitman arm or anything taken apart <laughs> off the uh, center link, can get can get a bit uh, time consuming at times if it's really stuck together. But but you know our test truck, I've thrown parts on and off there in a few in a couple hours, and I'm I'm definitely not a, the speedy as. Uh, you know, a journeyman mechanic. So I would say you should be able to, you know, truck in and out in three hours kind of thing, I, I'd say, yeah. So roughly, so it would be comparable to say, you know, if OEM parts, there's nothing, you know, really out of the ordinary that a shop would face installing these because no. you guys have streamlined it to be able to be compatible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> the install. And like I was mentioning, the stuff that comes apart really nasty like getting the pitman arm off the, if you were going to replace the pitman arm while you're in there, getting that off the steering box can be, can be a bit of a cow. Um, and the idler and those trucks often, if you've had those parts replaced a few times, the center link tapers can get uh, worn out from repeated insertion and corrosion and stuff. So that was sort of one of the other avenues and reasons why we considered a center link to go with the package. Oh, I gotcha. That's, uh, that's something that would, that would be helpful. And I'm sure most, well, I guess that's the question I should ask you guys is, would you say most people when they call in and they need, you know, help fixing this, they're going with the whole kit or do you find maybe it's 50, 50 where maybe somebody's seen those YouTube videos of the pigeon toed launch and they're, yeah. you know, they just want to do the tie rods. How does it, uh, or, or what kind of questions do people ask you about doing that? Should they do it all at once? Should they do, you know, one part first and then, you know, the other ones or what do you guys recommend? Oh man, I mean, tie rods would be is a good start, right? Uh, but and ultimately we see a lot of sales for the entire kit, especially on the earlier trucks, just because even my trucks in 2002, I mean, if you're getting in there and you're starting to dig into it, um, a lot of that stuff is getting pretty worn out. And so it's a good opportunity, especially once you've got the tie rods and everything all out, I mean, it's a pretty good opportunity to get in there and put in all fresh parts. So. Definitely. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's something I know that, like I said, when I owned one, I loved the ride. I wanted to maintain it. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to have to get really involved in the whole suspension. I just kind of wanted to enjoy the truck and <clears throat> drive it, maybe haul things, you know, every now and then. But it was always in my mind. I knew, okay, it's going to be the suspension that's going to, I'm going to have an issue with it versus... Like on my Dodge, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I know the transmission's going to go out. So when I had the GM, I thought, okay, what am I going to do? What kind of solutions do I have? Um, and at that time, it was kind of tough because it was mostly what I would find would be for either that competition setup that you mentioned or yeah. a full lift kit. And, you know, everything's coming with it. And I didn't have a plan to do that. I just wheels, tires, and, you know, some basic stuff and just wanted to, you know, enjoy the enjoy the truck. So I like the approach that you guys took, um, you know, with it to be able to accommodate, I think a wide range of, of truck owners, the daily drivers, also the guys that might, you know, hit the drag strip every now and then and give totally. them a solution for it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we really focused on upgraded tie rods with that, especially a larger inner ball joint. So the, the inner tie rod, uh, were, you remember, right? It's about a one and a half, just a shade over a one and a half times larger, uh, inner ball joint. And that makes such a difference in the load capabilities that of the inner side, which really sees a lot of load, especially on a level truck. So, you know, we get a little bit thicker, little thicker inner tie rod shaft, uh, or outer tie rod shaft, uh, coupled with a, a bit larger inner tie rod ball joint. And it really ends up being like a nice, pretty strong package. So I was really happy with it when we all got it all buttoned up and, uh, and I even did some pretty fun testing that I ended up making a little YouTube video of it. I don't know if you, Checked it out or anything we have. I can't really call it. Uh, it's like uh, destruction, tie rod destruction or something. But I uh, I made a, a little rig, sort of rudimentary little square tube rig with a plunger in the middle. And essentially was, uh, I was able now to put the tie rod, mimic the, put the tie rod in a, like as installed angle, put it in the rig and then use hydraulic press to try and crush the tie rod sort of exaggerating what the wheels would be doing in the truck. So then we could record how much force it took to bend the tie rod. And then I threw, you know, sleeve tie rods in the jig. And then I threw our upgraded tie rod in the jig. And so it was, it was a fun video. And it was sort of tried to showcase some of the testing, some of the things that we do around here during development. Well, that I think things like that really help because sometimes it can be hard to, you know, like say if I hear the number like 30% stronger or 75% stronger, it can be really tough to visualize that. You know, I, I know it's better, but I, I can't quite, you know, visualize it. So, you know, a video like that or some of the other things that you guys do, I can see it and I go, okay, now it makes sense what this upgraded part is doing and the more capability, you know, that it has. So I like seeing stuff like that because it, it makes it easier to understand. Yeah, and same thing for us in development. You know, like what's, you try to quantify, try to make it real, you know, do the math and then, verify that this is actually how it's happening in real life. So these kits, um, they go from 01 to 10, and then you guys have another one for like the 11 to 16s? Yeah. I know there's gonna be some guys listening that have L5Ps, and I don't know much about the suspension, how everything has changed with them, other than what I do on podcasts. Is that sure. something that they GM drastically changed it, where, you know, is it good? bad and different what what do you think about the new suspension setup i haven't had a good chance to look at the physical truck in person i, I crawled around underneath one a little bit right but that's a little bit different than physically taking the parts apart right it's yeah. uh usually i hold judgment until i can cut that ball joint in half and open it up and see what's going on in there 
but I mean, it's largely still the typical GM independent front suspension. Um, but even for an LML, like the, the adjustments they did, the things that they did on those next generation trucks did make them stronger um, and did help a little bit. I mean, that independent front suspension is still that double-edged sword, right? Like it's the best thing about a GM is also the Achilles heel. Um, but you'll notice like on a LBZ or something, you know, notorious for bending tie rods under power and lift kits and stuff. Like you don't hear that as much with LMLs. I mean, it still happens, um, but it's a testament to sort of like the improving of the design. So yeah, I'd be curious. L5P suspension stuff is of course like on uh, in our future plans and as we would with uh, with uh, any late model truck, we always continue to try and expand our current product offerings to include the newer trucks. But yeah, it would be fun to get in there and start breaking stuff. I think as the power levels continue to grow in the aftermarket for each one of these different kind of year ranges, I think that's when we start to see you know issues with certain things. And I know there's a lot of LML parts um, that you guys offer and a lot of development that's being done in the aftermarket for it. And I'm sure it's gonna be the same thing with L5Ps one day. And then you gotta kinda have to wait to see, you know, what, what are what are people breaking? How common is it? Um, you know, what's oh. go what's going on. So L5Ps have been around for a little bit, but they're still, you know, relatively new in automotive um talker in the automotive world so i know it's kind of a waiting well, especially the new chassis update right like the the next generation truck with the l5p that uh what the like the new 2020 2021 trucks it's very different animal from the mostly looks like an lml with a hood scoop l5ps <laughs> yeah they're very they're they're very different um yeah, i'm just thinking about somebody if they're if they're looking for an older diesel truck, and I know that they can be tough to find, but say they're looking for the 01 to 10s, and um, is there a way, say on a test drive, or a way, a way that somebody could see or know, hey, I'm going to have an issue, I'm going to need to focus on these suspension parts, there's something going on, what should somebody look for? if they're just checking out one of these trucks to know if, you know, is there a suspension issue? What should I be prepared for? Is it, um, you know, kind of things you mentioned in the beginning, kind of that shimmy that you might feel taken off or, um, you know, steering wheel play or, or what would you say to look for? Yeah. Ball joints, upper ball joints and the, uh, tire rods, especially the inner, uh, I mean, this, all this stuff is going to be tricky to do with the truck on the ground. Uh, but, you know, with a floor jack and a pry bar, you could uh, probably decipher pretty quick if you have uh, excessive play. But that's going to be the big thing, especially on a truck that's been had the torsion, torsion bars cranked, right? Like everybody does on a GM because it's easy. Get in there, crank up the bars, and then the truck sits level. But that's really, really, really hard on the upper ball joint on the knuckle because uh, now you've moved that ball joint into a, into, an, into a region where it wasn't designed to cycle, right? So if you've ever driven in a GM with the keys cranked, uh, you go over a speed bump or something, and on the rebound, you hear that that clank. Yeah. And what you're doing there is you're actually maxing the ball joint out, and it can't articulate any farther, and you're actually banging into the, the shank of the ball joint. And so what that does is just take just beats the crap out of the bearing surface. Uh, and so that's kind of stuff where you check – you know, the classic, get a pry bar or get some weight on there, get some weight off the tire and be able to try and move the tire in and out, right? 
And uh, that'll be pretty obvious pretty quick. Like those, those GMs, if they pound out a little bit, there's some play there. Very cool. I think that'll help uh, help somebody when they're either checking it out or maybe they take it to you know a shop and just you know, want to be prepared. And I think a complete solution like this is really helpful too because if you know somebody's a diesel enthusiast, BD Diesel has been around forever. People know the name. Um, they know the quality. They know how involved you guys are in diesel. And then I think to have some products and a solution for being able to address these issues is really helpful. Um, you know, and the price is really competitive when I was, you know, looking around um, on, on the BD site. So I think it's a really cool product and solution you guys offer. Like you mentioned, you guys focus on solutions for diesel truck owners. So I think this is definitely, definitely one of the big ones. And it's, you know, something that, you know, once, once the suspension's dialed in and it's set, it's just, you don't really have to worry about it again, you know, but it's just kind of that initial when is something going to break or what parts do I use or, oh, my truck's not lifted, so I can't use this kit or, um, you know, a ton of different things to go into it. So I really like what you guys did with it. Yeah, it's a nice kit. And I think that you had something like our upgrade steering package combined with a set of really nice, if your truck's level, let's assume it's leveled, with a set of really nice upper control arms that have the uh, angle correction, which is a bunch of them on the market, uh, where you can get a nice upper control arm with a new ball joint that's slightly kicked over a little bit and, uh, you know, set up like that with some upgraded steering and, uh, yeah, you'd be sailing. Awesome. Now, as far as the, the product itself, um, for, you know, like shop owners out there that might have a truck, you know, in the shop right now or something like that, um, are all these kits for the, you know, one to 10, 11 to 16, are they, you know, in stock or they just contact their distributor or you guys direct and, you know, they can get the product out to their shop. Oh yeah, totally. Through a uh, direct thrust or a distributor, like most shops would probably have access to uh, a typical uh, warehouse and, uh, and the, we uh, should have lots of inventory on the steering components. Very cool. Well, this was a, this was a topic I wanted to cover. I know that the GM guys always, they always ask us to you know, do some suspension episodes and they're looking for products and solutions that they have. And it was, uh, it was great chatting with you. And, uh, so whenever I think of GM and BD, I'm always going to reach out to you and say, "Hey Shane, let's do a podcast because you're the yeah, <laughs> you're the GM." Yeah, no, it's great. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, GM stuff is always close to my heart. Growing up around a drag strip, so of course, uh, big block Chevys rule the world around there. So automatically, I'm a Chevy guy. <laughs> well, I, uh, I appreciate your time today chatting with us, giving us an inside look into what went into the development of the kit, some things we should look out for, and then. Yeah, really what we get over stock with these packages. So it was great to chat with you and I appreciate you sharing the knowledge with myself and our listeners and look forward to seeing uh, some more things you guys have rolling out here, um, you know, in 2023 to give us solutions for our diesel trucks. Yeah. Big year coming up. Super excited. And uh, as always, Patrick, really amped to be, be here uh, talking trucks and automotive stuff. That's uh, right up my alley, as they'd say. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20diesel for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money if you're in the market for a knife for hunting or fishing at the job site, EDC. they got a ton of choices, and really, no matter what your budget is, they've got something for you. So make sure and head on over, check out their website. They just released a bunch of new products, which we covered on an episode recently. Um, so they're definitely on the cutting edge of innovation and, and delivering with what their customers and, and knife enthusiasts and, and knife users really want. So... Um, we appreciate our friends over there offering that. also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, John, Caleb, Tyler Lowen, a 23 Diesel. We appreciate their support. 
all of you who subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, those of you on our Discord that are asking great questions, sharing your truck builds. We appreciate all the feedback that you guys give. We are really looking forward to 2023. There's a lot going on in diesel and automotive um, in the news. We look forward to being able to cover it for you guys and be able to deliver the information that you want to help your truck keep running you know, as best as it can or if you're looking for parts or upgrades, transmissions, turbos, things like that. So we appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more podcast episodes this year. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.